following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Allspa. Brock and his team form your retirement offensive line from Innovative Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Brock provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans perfectly executed. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Allspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, and wherever you may be listening, this is the Retirement Playbook brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and I am Brock Alspaugh, and every Saturday I'm joined by Mr. Tony Shore as well. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Brock Alspaugh, is what I have to say. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show today, Brock. I'm excited about this one. This is going to be a great show, folks. You need to stay tuned for the entire episode because we're going to talk about some very, very important things that can not only help you now, but in the future and in the next generation. So hang on for that information. But before we get into that, go to our website, folks. It's theinnovativeteam.com. Theinnovativeteam.com. You can pick it, check out past shows. Excuse me. Uh, you can listen uh, to uh, other shows, but you can also order our book. Okay, It's called the last paycheck, how to build sustainable retirement income and keep those paychecks coming in. You can download our retirement income toolkit. You can learn about Roth conversions. Lots of great information on our website, theinnovativeteam.com. But if you need help in your life, if you're like, hey, Brock, I'm ready to get started. I want to be on the path of retirement success. Give us a call, 573-332-7855, and we can sit down and develop a plan for you and your family. It's that simple. Wow. All right. Sounds <laughs> Tony. great. What are we talking about today, Brock? Yeah, so I'm really excited to talk about some estate planning. Okay. Estate planning. We talk, yeah, we talk so much about investing. We talk about retirement planning. We talk about, you know, Medicare. We talk about a lot of different things. But, Tony, rarely do we really get into some of the, some of the strategies and some of the talk about estate planning and specifically what I'd like to drill down on today is charitable giving and charitable planning to help your estate plan. Uh, and, and so because, and the reason, Tony, I want to talk about this is because there's been um, w- with the massive, you know, 12.06, um, you know, estate tax exemption, and now times two, it has been that way. So basically, what, 24000 or $24 million. So if you've got an estate less than $24 million, which is 99% of the people out there, you don't have to worry about estate taxes. Okay. Nice. How, however, those things are changing, and there's a lot of things you can do to uh, bypass some other taxes while you're living to help not only now, but again, in the future as well. So- Tony, I recently had a very interesting chat with a client who was interested in setting up a charitable trust, okay? While my client had a good understanding of some of the things that go into a charitable trust, uh, they were taken back by just how complex this process sometimes can be. And I think that's why most people 
don't take action is because it's very complex. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be, though, Tony. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, and in fact, with that conversation with my client in mind, I thought we'd spend a little bit of time today discussing some of the mechanics, some of the drawbacks, and some of the advantages of setting up a charitable trust. So let me address the first question that probably popped into your mind about this topic. No, you don't have to be wealthy. You know, just because I mentioned this, those exemptions there, that $24 million, doesn't mean you have to be wealthy to set up a charitable trust, and there can be benefits, okay? And I think, again, that's the, the most common misconception is, is that, oh, I've got to have, you know, so many millions of dollars before I even think about setting up charitable things and trust and those kinds of things. Right. So, Well, I think yep. it's a great topic because it, it isn't one I personally know a lot about, but I know that it can be important in some ways, especially with legacy planning and how if there's money to be passed from one generation to the next, uh, uh, and just, you know, people want to know, uh, make sure their money goes where they want it to go. And they need to learn about charitable trusts. And I think this is going to be a great show. Obviously, uh, trusts are important for so many people, but I'm here to make sure no one falls asleep during the show, even though we're talking <laughs> about charitable trusts. So I'm gonna, we're going to stay awake for the show today. Okay. I will make this as interesting as possible Boom. so no one falls asleep, including you, Tony. Right. Well, so, and I think uh, you've already hit on something important. You don't have to be wealthy to establish right. a trust or a charitable trust. And like a lot of people listening right now, my first instinct when the word trust comes up has always been, aren't those just for millionaires or people like Jeff Bezos? But that's not the case, is it? It's not. It's not at all. Um, you know, some people, the thought of leaving their children, you know, we're going to assume some growth here. Let's say you have an estate and it's $5 million and you are going you know, you're taking a certain amount of income from it, but it's going to grow over time uh, still with yet with taking the income. And, and, and so the thought for some people to leave three, four, five million dollars each to your kids that maybe don't need it. And there's, the, you know, some other uh, charitable organizations that you are uh, tied to emotionally that you say, well, you know, my kids don't need that much money. Uh, I'd like to start thinking about giving some away now or setting up trust for later and now. I mean, there's so many different ways we can structure this. But to get started, Tony, uh, I'd like to reference an article. U.S. News and World Report had an article titled, Should You Set Up a Charitable Trust? And it has a lot of great information that we can build around in our, in our conversation here this morning. Um, uh, but what I would tell you is, let me note that only an attorney can write a trust. So for our conversation today, Tony, this is for informational purposes only. Okay. So if today's conversation leaves you intrigued about, you know, establishing a trust or to ask some more questions about today's topic, I'd urge you to work closely with both legal and tax experts. Okay. Um, but as the article explains, if you have extra assets and have a cause you deeply care about, a charitable trust may be a good option. Uh, the charitable trust may also provide an avenue to pass your assets down without estate or gift tax implications. Okay, so there can be some major benefits here as well as not just financial, but emotional, right? Mm. To say that I want to help this charitable organization. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's important. And 
So there are different types of charitable trusts too, right? Absolutely. So let's get into some of the weeds here. So a charitable trust can be designed in numerous ways with various tax implications. However, the charitable remainder trust and charitable lead trust are two very common types, Tony. Those are the those are the two that I see the most. And if I had to nail it down to one, I would say it's the remainder trust. Okay. Um, so if you build a charitable remainder trust, you'll first use cash and other assets to fund this trust. Okay. So if you've got securities or investments or stocks, uh, you've got some cash you want to use to fund this, uh, you, you can use those assets. And then from there, the trust pays out a stream of income to your family or beneficiaries during either their lifetime or an established window of time. So in other words, this is going to be paid out for a fixed period of time or be based on a lifetime. Mm. Okay. Now, what happens is when they die, Tony, uh, or the window closes. So again, if you set it up for a lifetime and you die, or if you set it up for a fixed period of time and that time closes, the assets that remain in the trust will go to the charity. So what a great idea, right? So right. so you get some tax help here, and um, you're getting some income back, yes, um, to help you know fund your lifestyle. But at the end of the day, or at the end of the road here, whatever's left all goes to charity. And of course, you don't have to put all of your assets in this. You can just put a portion of your assets in this charitable remainder trust, and it can be a great tool for people to use. Well, and that that actually seems fairly straightforward. So what are the nuances of a charitable lead trust then? Yep. So a little bit different. So with a charitable lead trust, Tony, payments from the trust are sent directly to the charity first. And the remainder then goes to the beneficiary at the end of the established trust term. So this kind of trust is often funded with a component of a legacy plan because it may reduce a beneficiary's tax burden, okay? To put it simply, the estate receives a charitable deduction and the beneficiary receives what's left. So it's kind of opposite, you know, the charitable remainder trust, you get income now and the remainder gets to the charity. That's different, right? So with this charitable lead trust, the income gets goes to the uh, charitable organization and then the remainder goes to your estate. So just it, it really kind of depends on what your goals are. Uh, one of those goals, I would assume, Tony, that the first question you would ask is, if we want to set this up for someone, do you need income still while you're living? And if you do, then obviously the charitable remainder trust is a, is a great option, right? So it's really, it's like everything else, Tony, right? Everything it revolves around what are your goals? What do you need? And what can we do to help you, you know, accomplish those things? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And I think that's really important. So uh, what are some advantages of a charitable trust? Okay. So, so let's get into the advantages here. The first significant advantage is that you have a cause or organization that you are passionate about. Okay. Um, to know that your assets may make a real significant difference in the world. I know <laughs> that reminds me of, of you know, the, the pageants, you know, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish in your life? World peace. 
And, and, and so, but it's real, right? It's, it's one of those things where you go, I really want to make a difference, maybe not in the world, but in my local community. And, and these leaving this kind of money uh, to these charitable organizations can help you with your tax situation now and then really make a, a, a difference. And again, depending on when you want to do that. Uh, but as many as uh, my clients, you know, just like everybody, everybody's getting older, right? And so as my clients age, they begin to talk more about this stuff with me, right? What do you want to leave behind and how much? And it's not just for the people they love, but the causes they care about, Tony. Right. Okay. And um, and so when it comes to more of the nuts and bolts uh, matters, there are possible advantages, not the least of which is potentially reducing both your own tax burden and the burden on your beneficiaries as well. Mm. Finally, Tony, if you're worried a sale may lead to high taxes, a charitable trust may be a good option. You know, for example, if, if you have a large capital gain of, say, $250,000, Tony, or higher, maybe enough for a taxable gain to give some people pause to doing something, right? In other words, oh, gosh, man, I don't want to pay that big of a tax bill. I mean, 25% on $250,000, do the math, that's a lot of money. Uh, but by designing a trust, you may be able to move that high gain asset into a trust, a strategy that makes sense sometimes for the trust and those assets uh, and, the, and the owner of those assets. So, you know, instead of selling a very highly appreciated stock, maybe we move it into a trust and then, you know, it gets passed on to the charitable organization uh, through this trust. And guess what? <laughs> no one pays those capital gains. <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Um, and, and I don't know about you, Tony, but, you know, I think a lot of people probably listening to the show, too. They kind of want to minimize the amount that you pay the federal government, right? I mean, you know, right. you want to pay your fair share, but my goodness, you know, if you can, if there's some advantages out there that are legal and moral, why not take advantage of those? Well, Brock, I think we should probably get back to what you alluded to at the top of the segment, and that is mm -hmm. how much money does somebody need to establish a charitable trust? That's a great, great question. And I get this. That's probably the most common question I get when it comes to charitable giving. Sure. Is, well, how much money do I need? The simplest way to put it is that you don't need to be rich to benefit from a charitable trust. Okay. Or a trust uh, most, in general. I know we're talking about charitable trusts, but yeah, yeah. Great point. Great point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when, when we ask the, we have a confidential questionnaire that we have people fill out before they come see me. And, and, and on the last page of that, we ask folks, do, do you have any trust? Do you have your beneficiary deeds? Do you have your health care power of attorneys and your financial power of attorney? Well, do you have all these legal documents, okay? And if the answer is no, you, that person needs to take care of that. I mean, there are some very basic things that an attorney can help you with that you don't have to be rich at all, okay? And so to your point, Tony, yes, uh, you do not have to be rich to have just a normal, uh, you know, revocable or irrevocable trust. Um, but when it comes to the charitable trust, you'll want to be certain that potential advantages of a charitable trust are greater than the various, you know, management costs or whatever other uh, setbacks that you may have with this as far as the irrevocability of some of these gifts. Uh, but you also want to look close at your current and future needs when deciding 
that again, you can spare these assets. So essentially the assets you contribute to a charitable trust should be surplus money, not money that's vital for your day-to-day needs. Sure. That's kind of the, the gist of it. So you don't have to be rich. Uh, but you know, in one of these, it's just like everything we do when we put together a plan, what is important to you? What is it going to take to maintain your lifestyle? Do you have assets to make sure that that happens? Or do you have excess assets that you could do some other things with? That's when we start having this conversation, Tony. Sure. Does that, does that put it a little bit more simple terms? Well, yeah. And I think that makes perfect sense. Now, if our listeners have questions about trusts or charitable trusts, uh, how can they get a hold of you? I know that uh, you are more than happy to talk to them about that. Absolutely. So so the, the, the best way to get started is just go to our website, right? It's theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com. Uh, but you can also just give us a call. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, I, I'm kind of an old school guy, Tony. Uh, yeah, you can send us an email. You can send us a message through our website. But you can just give us a good old-fashioned phone call at 573-332-7855. All right. Sounds good. Now, let's keep it rolling here. We're yeah. talking about charitable trust, and there's a lot to this. I mean, we can get pretty deep in the weeds, can't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've been talking about charitable trust, right? A couple different kinds, the remainder trust and a lead trust, depending on your, you know, what you want to accomplish. Um, but but there's some other things that you can do, Tony, and, and something that is very simple that we've done quite a bit for with our clients uh, is to set up a donor advised fund. OK, so it is not a trust, um, but it's a, an account that you would set up. And uh, you have to have someone uh, administer this for you, um, but you would essentially uh, fund this donor advised fund. So you put money into it. Um, you can put securities in it. You can put cash in it. Um, and and I will tell you, there's some nuances there uh, as far as being able to deduct the contribution. You can deduct deduct more if you do cash versus if you did just a highly appreciated stock. Um, and so, uh, there's some tax advantages to doing that. Uh, one instance is that, you know, if you have a big tax liability, right? If you have sold your business, if you, um, for whatever reason decided you wanted to sell that highly appreciated stock in your non-qualified account, whatever it may be, if you've got a big tax liability and you've got a charitable heart, a donor advised fund can make a lot of sense. Again, deducting and basically what we would call this tony is bunching so if you say for example you give ten thousand dollars a year away to charity sure and you're still taking the standard deduction right right um because it's so high still yet um one of the things you may want to think about is is bunching for five years so take that ten thousand dollars you normally do per year and bunch it together make it fifty thousand and put it into a donor-advised fund, okay? So you get that deduction uh, right now for 50000 if it's cash. Um, and then you can direct uh, the donor-advised fund to send out money to your charities, okay? Uh, it's very simple. It's very easy to do. And if you've got a big tax liability in one year, it's a great way to do that, right? Because if you're not really using your your charitable deductions because sure. the standard deduction so high it's a great way to help yourself and 
to continue to, you know, give money away to to your causes, whether it's church or other charitable organizations. See, that's great. Um, you want to minimize your tax burden and look at your tax situation and be able to help others. It's a win-win. It's a win-win, yeah. Tony. Yeah. And it's so easy to administer. I mean, the way we do it is 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 that, you know, a client can either direct their distributions, in other words, the 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 uh, the money going to a charity, they can direct it themselves online or we'll do it for them. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. It really is and it's a great great tool that that I recommend. Not that, you know, the trust aren't a good way to go. Uh, but if you're just kind of looking to keep it simple and just need a tax deduction because you've got a big tax liability to offset, it's a great way to do it. It's a great way to do it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. and I, I think it's so important that people understand this. And this is a topic that, Brock, I don't think a lot of people fully grasp all the ins and outs. And again, a lot of people write it off because they're like, well, I'm not royalty. I'm not Bill Gates, you know. I know, uh, but you I don't know. have to be to utilize charitable trusts, and that's that's a point I think we have to drive home again and again, because so many people don't even go into it. But this is just a small part of the big picture of your overall finances, your overall tax situation that needs to be part of an overall plan, right? Trusts or charitable it, trusts, uh, you might need them set up, and it depends on your situation, right? Everybody's different everybody's different, Tony. It's just like, you know, developing that retirement income plan. You know, everybody spends different kinds of money. Everybody wants and, and, and needs different things. And that's what that honestly, Tony, that's why I love what I do. I've been doing this for 20 years and I still love what I do. It's because of that. Everybody's different, right? If we can help them achieve their goals and no more satisfaction, uh, I, I get no more I get so much, let me put it that way, satisfaction of helping put people put together a plan and then seeing that come to fruition and that day they retire yep. and that smile they have on their face for the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years is so gratifying. Uh, and, and you're right. This goes along with that. Everybody's wants and needs are different. And, um, you know, one of the questions I get a lot, Tony, is, well, I can only give away $16,000 a year. And they're referring to the annual uh, gift tax exclusion. Sure. And that is true, Tony. That is true. That's the annual amount. But that is the amount that is that is the amount that doesn't go towards your lifetime exemption. So you can actually give much more than sixteen thousand dollars and that money not be subject to the uh, inheritance wow, tax. Good to you, know. ju you just hit yeah, you just got to keep track of it. Sure. So anyway. Well, you know what? We're out of time for today's show, no. Brock. Yeah, it flew by <laughs> once again. So time flies when you're having fun. Let our listeners know one more time before we go how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, just give us a call here, folks. It's 573-332-7855, Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we hope that you have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock Allspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.